Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. episode of musicals taught me everything i know the podcast for musical theater lovers by musical theater lovers it's me kb i'm your host again this week you're stuck with me but i also have julie oh hi i'm stuck with you you are on so i wouldn't have it any other way oh stop it you so nice but we are joined by an absolute legend of a guest tim dashwood welcome to the show Hello, thanks for having me. Love it. It's going to be very exciting. We are talking about Memphis today, um, which I watched for the first time today. Me too. I found it on YouTube. Me too. It was very fun. It was. Very it was much a, enjoyed it. It was a time. <laughs> it was a time. But before we get to know Memphis, we should get to know you. Um, so are you ready oh. for our getting to know you quiz? Oh, no. I'm ready. I've prepped. I've researched. Amazing. <laughs> we don't have a Miranda, so it's up to you, Julie, to sing I getting to know in, you. I can sub in. In what style of Miranda um, do we want? I would like um, Hamilton's version of getting to know you, please, Julie. I hate you. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's great. One, two, three. <laughs> In whatever way you want, then. All right, let's we do need classic Miranda. Okay. Getting to know you. Beautiful. It was great. Nailed I it. Nailed it. It's um, a very accurate Miranda. You, you, know uh, you can work on that. Version. Version. You can do with can it. Can I work, work? Version? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Tim, which musical character would other people compare you to? Um, I, I've thought a lot about this. I feel... Like Kurt or <laughs> um, because yeah, just okay. because they're kind of there, but no one really knows what they do. Um, but they're around and kind of uh, bratty, bratty vibes. I wouldn't say Some bratty vibes? vibe, brat vibes. Of Kurt, brat vibes, yeah. Maybe I just get bratty. Of Kurt, yeah, but not of Tim. Not of Tim. No, no. no he's sneaky. But then, I think that's the thing is <laughs> I also fall into line when somebody like whistles at me. <laughs> Good to know, guys. If you're walking past him on the street, um, see what happens when you whistle. Um, well, which musical characters do you like other people too? I um, Cosmo from Singing oh, yeah. in the Rain. I um, love that answer. He is so cool. Um, I just wish I was as talented as he is. That'd be amazing. But yeah, because he's a lot of fun. He's really talented. He, he's not the leading guy, but he likes to. Um, he can't, you know, he, he's trying to enable other people, sort of. He tries to um, help other people along a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I would argue that he's more talented, but I, well, not as well I mean. recognised. I, I, wish, I wish I was that good, because um, he is. He, he's incredible. He plays piano, he tap dances. Can you backflip off a wall? I can't. I've actually, all my life, I've wanted to jump through a wall just like that. Next time. Which I did do, but not in a good way. Oh, no. <laughs> in quite a bad way. Well, we'll keep working towards 
that girl. Would Cosmo be your dream role? He'd definitely be up there, but I do suck at tap dancing. So um, I can't, like, as annoying as it is, Memphis is, I really love it. It was like the first show I saw on Broadway. I know I get about to get it, but so Huey um, role, I'd also. It'd be nice. But anything. I'd just love to do another musical. <laughs> it's, it has been a little while. I was trying to think of uh, before the show, what's the last meal I saw you in? I didn't know anymore the last five years. Um, well, they're really good me too. You probably would have seen Beard. So yeah. <laughs> probably would have been the last five years was more recent. But yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Guys, if you're casting Memphis, call Tim. Um, what is your favourite Sondheim show? I think it has to be Sweet Todd. Um, yeah. Popular. There's something about like I know Into the Woods is really popular, but I, I, there's something about that that I've never drawn in crazy Mate, loving it. It can get a snooze. <laughs> oh, that was the last yeah. musical I did just yeah. before COVID, and at times yeah. it's a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, sure, great. There you go. <laughs> I get Sweeney has been approved. Well done. Um, are you singing a Sweeney Todd song in the shower? Is that your go-to shower song? Oh, rough. How bad is this? My wife hates me for it. Um, lately, I've been I just crack into Prey from Fame, the musical, which is where we met, <laughs> and it's it's bad because yeah, it's is. the first thing that comes to my head, and she's like, "Stop it!" Because <laughs> I sing it, I sing the notes anyway. So that's great. Or um, catch me if you can. Nice. Much well. better. <laughs> Is up nice, there. Whip, nice. whip out a bit of a bit of that someone else's skin. Yeah, very nice. As soon as you hear say stop, you just switch stop, over. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> All right. So you have to delete one musical from existence. What yes. will it be? I've got a controversial one that I think KB you probably hate me for. <laughs> it's okay. Then, I could never hate so, you. Like well, I've got a really safe one, but my, my controversial one I think is Greece. Oh, no, you can delete That's it. The second person to. Okay, you can, just because answer. I've been in it. Do you know what? We were and talking about this the other day and I was like, do you know how different that would have been if Tim had played Danny? Um, but I would, like, I would also delete Greece. <laughs> yeah, right. Because my other one's Mamma Mia, because I oh, also, oh, I don't yeah. think that needs Trash to fire. I think Greece had its time um, and it was important at its time, whereas Mamma Mia, I'm like, why? Why did we need this? We didn't. Anyway. No one asked We for didn't. It. We can't. Both of them, gone. Let's delete both. Why yeah. not? Why choose both? Both were deleted in our last episode as well. It's true. Part of the three. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's time, oh guys. All right. <laughs> you know what? It's also time for yeah. to talk about Memphis. So let's, let's play it. some music and get into it. Now, before we get too far, Tim, we have a challenge for you. Ooh. Yeah. And that is, um, if you were to do the elevator pitch of this uh, storyline of, of Memphis, um, and you have two minutes, um, do you think you could get the whole storyline done? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it, luckily, no one... we have okay. a timer ready to go. Um, <laughs> so we're going to make you do it. Uh, right. Julie, you're going to have to count us in because I can't see the timer. One go. Okay, so Memphis, the musical, is um, it's basically Hairspray. This is me, controversial, with a lot more heart. Um, but it is it's a story about a, uh, a white man in Tennessee who stumbles across um, black African-American music, absolutely loves it, and he kind of makes it his mission to put it onto the radio. He falls in love with an incredible singer, um, but obviously he's in... Tennessee, there's a lot of segregation and frowned upon. His mother hates it. 
Um, he starts a TV show where he has black dancers dancing and getting um, a lot of his audiences into this um, kind of music and the style. Um, and he and his wife, or his, he and his girlfriend are beaten up and he is asked if he would take his show to New York. The kicker is that they're going to replace all of his dancers with white people. And he says, no stuff you. He gets strips naked um, on air mm -hmm. and then he gets fired from his job. And uh, unfortunately, though, the girl that he loves is also asked to go to New York and she wants to be a singer. And so she decided she should go. And so he's left in Memphis um, without a job really and just uh, on the radio by himself. So yeah, it's basically about um, segregation and uh, people with money um, making decisions, I guess why it's not the only reason, but that's kind of what it is. I freaked out at the end of my in a nutshell <laughs> i think you did a very good job you I mean, covered most 30 of seconds it. to spare 30 seconds to spare that's great i, I should have taken my time and i could have said something less stupid no it is though it's like it's very much a um who's in control of anybody's situation they were all rich white guys um, yeah. So totally. It, it's on YouTube for free. It is. You can watch the whole thing professionally filmed. Um, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I would implore you to to give it a watch because I, don't I know if it really was enjoyed like it. Legal, but it was there. It's there. So maybe it's not there much longer after this episode comes out. <laughs> um, but you're right. I um I hadn't watched it before you were bringing it to the table and I hadn't listened to the soundtrack but it's um it's smack bang in the era of music that I love mm. 50s and 60s um and it does it's it's maybe coming up towards like Jersey Boys quality for me in terms of like maybe one of my new favorite shows wow yeah that is a big call for me yeah I know yes I'm very like, I also watched it today yeah I did not have the same reaction you didn't I think had I seen like uh, traditionally I often don't get to see them we talk about it mm. my only um introduction to it would usually be its soundtrack what soundtrack haha <laughs> guys I did it again uh original cast recording yes and uh, the synopsis. So I'm actually very, very grateful that I guess one because I don't think I would have enjoyed it at all if it was just soundtrack, or maybe I wouldn't have understood it as well if it was. And now we'll never know. Is that we'll was that the London soundtrack? Uh, original recording or the? Uh, didn't listen to different. one. Watched the one? not bootleg bootleg oh. instead. Oh yeah, yeah, the film one. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. Which is the American one? Yeah, yeah, sweet. But traditionally, I don't follow music. <laughs> Love it. Now, but, but I think that's, that is actually something that I was a bit worried about bringing it, like wanting to talk about it because I mm. loved it and I had no one else who's either seen it. I even did an audition with a song from it and the MD was like, that's a really interesting song. I was like, oh, but why is that? He's like, there's no bridge. And I went, oh, well, I kind of, so that's probably why there's no bridge because I just <laughs> I, to keep it short. But he was like, didn't care at all about it. And so, yeah, I rarely heard anyone else talk about it or see it or heard the songs. So, but I, I love it. I think it's great. I think what Although I, it's interesting too, as well, because that's what. Sorry, the reviewers all were pretty mixed by it. It actually got bagged by lots of reviews, um, but it still sold out and it won a heap of awards and Tonys and things. So it's interesting. I think that's what I wanted from the music a bit more was more towards that original uh, styling and original feel of kind of that. Um, I guess the 60s, 50s yeah. wanted a little bit more of that. See, that's why I like it because it wasn't just a carbon copy. It's so funny. Musical theatre, guys. <laughs> like just separating the people. Um, but it's very interesting because like David, Brian and Joe DiPetro, 
Pietro, um, who wrote Memphis, also wrote The Toxic Avenger, which is also a very good show that is not very well known. <laughs> so yeah, they just they have a trend going. You know? I mean, they're not not known, but they're not known. Yeah, you know, like people will hear the title and be like, okay, but very rarely have seen it or heard it or care about it. Um, but what are some uh, cool things that you've found out about Memphis along the way, Tim? Um, well, I guess, like, you take the Toxic Avenger thing, but also, like, because Jody Petra, I didn't know this, like, he wrote the book for Love You, Perfect Now Change, mm-hmm. Nice Work If You Can Get It, um, which is, I don't know, I didn't expect that. Mine <laughs> Um But it did win. Sorry? My mind has just been blown because those are musicals I love. <laughs> yeah. 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 Weird. Or he was involved with them. Um, yeah. Well, he wrote the, I think he wrote the book. Anyway, I'm reading exactly um, what you're saying. So, yes, it is correct. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, I'm not lying. So, and they also, uh, they won, because this is, I, the first time I went to Broadway, I saw this show and I accidentally went to see it as well as Next to Normal. Oops. I wasn't even planning to go see shows. I was not in New York to go see shows, but. I was like, well, I'm in New York. I should go see some shows. Um, and I saw both of them. And it was in, it was like only a couple of months after it opened. It opened in 2009, in October, late October. And, um, but it won the best musical in 2010, Tony Award. It won the best book of a musical, the best original score, and the best orchestrations. And it was also nominated for um, the best uh, performance by a male lead, best performance by a female lead, or whatever mm-hmm. those actual. Um, Titles are pretty much and nominated that. for best director of the musical, best uh, costume design of the musical. So it was nominated for all those things. It won four of them, um, and so that's why I was sort of surprised about it not being as as popular as yeah. other people thought. And also, I didn't realize it is based loosely based uh, on a true story of a guy called Dewey Phillips who was. A disc jockey in Memphis, uh, yes, in Memphis in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And then I also talk about there's another guy called Alan Freed who um, was disc jockey in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of sim- similarities about this story and theirs. But Dewey Phillips actually, um, he introduced Elvis Presley. He was the first person to play Elvis um, on live on the air. And he also, he and another man called, I think, Sam Phillips for memory, started up a label that um, Elvis first recorded with. So I know that that's not actually, it's not in the musical, but that was the idea behind it. And, and so that's kind of the cool thing that a little rabbit hole I went down about Elvis, who, mm-hmm. when his music was played, he actually had to be asked on air by the Stuart Phillips guy, basically what um, what school did you go to? Because the school that he went to um, let everyone know that he was a white man, not a black person, because the music that he was doing sounded black and people had a problem with that. Um, and so it is at that time where, especially in the US, but I'm sure everywhere, segregation was um, a really big thing and uh, was affecting a lot of people's lives. Um, and that, I, I think it's, that's really interesting. That's what I like about this show but it talks about that pretty openly and obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Which ironically, some of the reviewers had, they sort of said, oh, it's a bit cliche and we've already seen that. And actually one of them said that it's basically, we've seen that in Hairspray, so it's not that new. And it's like, well, especially now we're like, well, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. Might not be new, it's a massive problem. So yeah. But we still need to talk about it. And it's, I think it shows it in a very different way than Hairspray does because I think in Hairspray that like the, the, whole story follows 
not just one white person but a whole bunch of white people whereas memphis is the complete opposite in that sense Mm. is that the white viewpoint is is kind of the smaller part even though he's the lead it's more the the struggle of of getting into the music industry at a time um when it wasn't possible and now we look back on that time and we're like well music today wouldn't exist the way it does without that shift and that mm. change and i think that's why memphis is so important because it could have been f- like it could have been written to focus on him and his struggles getting the music in which it yeah. is not no it's the struggle no. of although of he, gets, like, yeah, he gets this sweet balance at the end about how hard it was um oh no how he tried really hard which you know he did he but, did yeah, it's a interesting he's story, like so. we'll just sing this one <laughs> real quick it's okay, guys. We're just going to get through it. We'll just get through it. Because it needs to be in here. Okay. And also, like, Huey as a character is only off stage for 10 minutes of the entire show. And Ooh. it is a two-hour-ish show. That guy is working hard. <laughs> and it, it's a high-energy role in terms of, like, oh. that weird quirkiness. Mm. Takes a bit to keep that mm. up for two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I mean, that, that's the other thing that um, is really cool when you get – I haven't actually watched the video, but I saw that there was one, mm. um, that it was filmed professionally. But it is a pretty fast-paced show. Like the, yeah. the dancers are going hardcore most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just rolling along. It's, you know, it's rock and roll. It's super clever to too. Like I liked – I really enjoyed the way um, pieces came in and out and like yeah. their recording booth. I was oh, super that was impressed awesome. that that went into the floor. I was like, oh. Yeah, popping in and out, just try doing that on an amateur budget, guys. Yeah, but the choreography is phenomenal. The set design's beautiful. The costumes are amazing. Like as a whole, I I think every part, every element of the show is epic. I just love it. I love it now. (laughs) Having now seen it after seeing it today. (laughs) Well, I actually do have the review that Tim was talking about. Oh, so is it time for bad reviews with Julie? Yeah, it is. That was a cute jingle today. Thanks. <laughs> um, so the review that we were talking about is actually from the New York Times by reviewer Charles Isherwood or Isherwood. This was written October 19th, 2009. He actually says a lot of really positive things about it, but uh, in general it's kind of like a lukewarm, a lukewarm sentiment at the end. Mm-hmm. But... Um, he says, Mr. Brian and Mr. DiPietro, I can't read today. Yeah. Pietro, who share credit for the competent but cliche written lyrics, also collaborated on the off Broadway musical The Toxic Avenger, a cheesy movie spoof that might have seemed fresher if the gimmick hadn't been worked so many times. Memphis also feels like a cover version of a song you've heard and done better before. The frothy hit Hairspray already celebrated the power of popular music to to close close the racial divide in that case in baltimore in the early 1960s that musical also featured a subplot about an interracial relationship and a climax set during the filming of an american bandstand type television show i love it as if nobody's ever done a show that has similar themes and (laughs) storylines before like this is a new thing Mm mm-hmm when it's really very not. I mean, shall we look at every musical that was just based around two white people <laughs> falling in love seemingly out of nowhere? Because I've got a few set on a boat, <laughs> not set on a boat. Uh, set yeah, on a boat. I was thinking that, like, there's so many – I often, like, defend musicals because everyone's like how, oh, like, they just get together in the end for no particular reason mm. and stuff. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot more to it than just that one moment. And it's so funny that 
uh, that's what I felt throughout that whole review. I was like, wow, he's really against it. Because he even says, I think uh, it barely generates enough heat to melt a vinyl or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, why Why do reviewers have to say all these weird metaphors? <laughs> Can't they just talk about how good or bad it was? Yeah. Look, I mean, I frequently do. And people get mad at me when I say I don't like it just because I don't like it. <laughs> you have to have a reason for not liking it. How about because I don't like it? Sure. I mean, we'll accept it for now, Julie. We'll accept it for now. There are some fun facts I found out about the show. Fun facts. Fun fact number one is that each of the women wear three wigs and their mic packs are underneath their wigs on top of their head. That's why you never see any cords or anything. I do not know how I feel about that. Me either. I was like, I don't know. Like, the dancing is full out. Which is why it's under their wig. Yeah, but like... how does it stay? Yeah, I was trying to also f- sweat. figure out how. I mean, there's ways to get around that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, also the radio stations, um, all their call letters in the show. So there's WLXQ, WDBJ and WSAL are all um, in relation to the writer's family. So WLXQ is David Bryan's wife, Lexi Quas. And then DBJ oh. is David Bryan. David, Brian, and Joe DiPietro as like oh, one, yeah. which is really cute. And W. Cell is David's childhood friend, Cell the cop, who also makes an appearance in the Toxic Avenger, mm. which is really fun. He must have yeah. must have done good things. Yeah, he had some influence. He had some influence. Um, now I read somewhere, and this could be wrong, so don't quote me. Is that David Brian was Bon Jovi's keyboardist? Yes. Yeah, he's that. like part. Of, yeah, he is part of Bon Jovi, the original band. Yes. Rad. You look at his wiki, there he is playing the keys. Amazing. I was like, why is why is he not more popular? Why is this musical well, he, not everywhere? He released like one of the songs from this Memphis Lives in Me. He released that as a bit of a weird pop thing. I don't think it got very far. But he did. <laughs> good, on, good on him. It did say that he wrote Music of My Soul was the first song he wrote and remained yeah. large remained uh, largely unchanged in the musical. It didn't didn't really um get an edit and I really that's my favorite song in the show I got a little bit emotional in it I know it was very wow weird. you're very much connected with this uh, yeah. very like thick and fast today I think it's the like injustice <laughs> as like well that's kind of what oh, sorry that's what like hooked me into the show too like because it's the second song in the show yeah yeah and sweet I, I'm set with this yeah I think that was it too like as soon as that song had the the opening song is incredible. The vocals in that is just wow. Um, I wish I could sing like that, but it's never gonna happen. And then the second song comes in. The second song comes in, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in. You guys have like found something that you both can talk about. There's this like shared point of view that the all of this like politics and everything around it doesn't matter. Everything just melts away, and you can connect to this idea that mu- like music and I just I don't know that's why I do musical theatre so I love it it's really good Um, anything else before we move on to lessons learnt from Memphis I kind of did but then I lost them because I didn't write it down in that order, which kind of <laughs> makes me frustrated well that's okay. oh. <laughs> what is it no. well, I was going to say that there is like um, there's a like I was saying before there's a not the soundtrack. You've gone and caught me. The original cast recording is <laughs> a Broadway uh, one. Welcome to the London club. One. And they are actually really different because obviously this kind of music has everyone's own kind of um, 
you add your own melismas and things to it. So mm-hmm. um, they're kind of quite different in the way they interpret the same song, um, which I reckon is pretty interesting. I prefer the Broadway one personally, but that's probably what I saw, so I'm connected to that. Yeah. And I did, I don't know, I forget. There was something you said before, but I've lost it. It'll come back, and when it does, you can just be like, guys, it's back, and you can say whatever it was. Deal? Oh, no, I've got it. I do have it now. <laughs> it's the... Um, it just that it because it started in 2002. The cast and Joe and David all uh, started writing it in 2002, which was in Massachusetts. I've written down, and then to California in 2003, and then it wasn't until 2009 that it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically mostly the original cast who came back after 2002, 2009, which is like I don't know. I know in uh, over in the US it's a bit more common, but it's pretty amazing that shows have that long to develop and um, grow and then they can still get the same people back to do it, which happens a lot there, but I just love that it took so long. Yeah, I really like writers who take their time. (laughs) I think I would encourage it. Yes. (laughs) They did 30 previews apparently uh, in the US, which is, I mean, like on Broadway, which is quite short, I think, isn't it? It doesn't seem like a lot. It's only a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing, but maybe because they'd spent so long on it, they they found a product that just didn't need that many previews, which might be a lesson we've learned from Memphis. Play that music, producer Zane. Alrighty, kids, it's a big one. What lessons did we learn from Memphis? What did we learn? <laughs> that Julie doesn't like it. We've learned that. I don't like it. I don't hate it. I just didn't like it enough to continue watching the second act. Okay. Ooh. You didn't wow. see the second act? I saw some of it. Interesting. And I had to go take my turkey out of the oven and cut it up. I was like, ah. Interesting. I could come back to this all. Or I couldn't. <laughs> okay. Very fair. Yeah. I didn't, but I didn't, ha- I wasn't sitting there being like, I hate this musical. I think, which might have been like, it was obviously a character choice based on the real person. Did we say it was Dewey? Yes, Dewey. Um, <laughs> Huey's voice just really grated on me in the way that Forrest Gump's doesn't, but his definitely does. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He definitely has that southern drawl. It, but it, it's like, it's like exaggerated drawl. It's, mm. it's hefty. Yeah, actually, again, one of the reviewers, I, I read heaps of reviews, but one of the reviewers was saying how he had this hefty drawl and then he started singing and he kind of mostly lost it. Yes, which, I mean, obviously you want for the ability to understand what he's saying while he's singing, but at the same time, like, are you two different people? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's I sing another in my accent. Oh, never mind. <laughs> element that we could bring into it. I guess there's your, like, universal themes of following your dream and standing yeah. up for what you believe in but I think um the big thing that I took away is that one seemingly small and maybe insignificant act can change quite a lot of stuff like his goal originally was just to play the music on the radio yeah and look at what it then became, became. yeah and I think for me to just it's something like you know and you know that the struggles that everyone kind of went through to get where we are and Mm -hmm. we still need to go further oh much further (laughs) however but it's all those little things like yes they weren't playing um that kind of music on the radio they weren't seen on tv all that kind of stuff that's kind of driven home a bit through this musical where you're like no 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 it was actually a huge thing to have their music played yes which yeah you know 
sometimes. Well, and, and also like the investment bike. So like, I think I skimmed over it a bit, but um, Felicia, who's the main uh, yes. female mm-hmm. in yeah. the show, um, her brother who owns the bar that Huey runs into um, has been putting all his money away to try to get her to the opportunity that she can sing yeah. and be a singer because she's amazing. So it's also just the um, sacrifice that people have to make, especially because obviously overarching all this is the um, inherent racism mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world. Absolutely. And so how hard it is for people um, to be able to rise above um, when you don't have privilege and that sort yeah. of thing. So that's sort of uh, really in there and that everyone, it's kind of said about a lot of the characters in the show are a bit cliched in that they're, you know, somebody hasn't talked because his dad was lynched and he hasn't talked since his father um, was hung in front of his face when he was yeah. five years old or something. And somebody was saying how cliched that is um, because at the end of the first act, he finally sings. Mm. And it's like, well, um, that happens and that's yeah. the truth. Is it and cliche? so I think um, there's something, and I know it's above, it's kind of above the show itself when you're watching it, um, but it is interesting that people can have that reaction to, oh, yeah, what a cliche. I wouldn't even call that a cliche, though. Like, that's not a cliche. It's not like a I might be putting words into their mouths, but sure, let's go with that. It's stupid. <laughs> it's, um, it is interesting that people go either way. I think for me when Gator started singing the first time, again, it was that moment of like, <gasps> like I was you – you're either moved by it or you go that way. I think that is – no, very I think you can sit firmly in the, huh, <laughs> which is where I sat. <laughs> you sat through, you were there the whole time, though. Huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either, yeah, okay. Fair, it started, fair. actually, when it started, I was like, hey. And then I got, huh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah mm, interesting. Um, I think there's also that um, idea, and we talked a little bit about, um, about it in our South Pacific episode, of like what we've been taught as the only or the right and going further in your self-education, going further in your in exploring your perspective and changing the way that you may have seen the world previously is not a bad thing. Um, and the idea that maybe what you've been missing out on is actually really, really great um, is something I definitely took away from from the show. And particularly in this climate that we're in, I think it is important that we acknowledge one the progress that we have made but also acknowledge that we have a long long way to go a long way to go yeah i did have one moment of like and it's weird it's a weird one but when the um girl gets hit by her father for listening to the music i was like yeah yeah it was full on huh? it was full on i'm like that seemed unnecessary and i wasn't quite sure she was the same character to then go to the to go see the gospel choir, but well, I she assume was the, she was the same. I think one. so because she was the same character from the telephone booth yeah. too. Um, that I was like, that's cool though. Like even though she was hit pretty hard, she was yeah. still like, no, I'm, I'm gonna go check it out. Check that, Dad. Well, I think that's too, like, as well. A similar kind of thing is that Huey's mum is totally against uh, the whole idea of what he's trying to do. She's like, I've, I've all my life I've done what's proper. It's in the song. Um, but then, uh, again, somebody said it's cliche, but she goes to a church, a gospel church, and she's like, oh, these people are just like me and they praise the Lord more than I do and they're mm-hmm. incredible and, like, I, there's no problem with their music or 
their faith as well. Like mm-hmm. faith is sort of brought up in it. And, um, because originally she said that when he said um, Felicity was a good Christian girl, his mother said, no, she's not, like, and put it yeah. down. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that revelation for her is, oh, okay, yes, we are they worshiping the same God as it turns out. Mm. So I think it definitely brings up thing, themes like that and, and which, yeah, which I think are important to talk about. And also, um, uh, like this is kind of something I deal with a lot, but awareness of your own place. So Del Rey, I think, is Felicia's brother. Yeah. He's like, what you two are trying, like you two having a relationship is going to ruin everything because yeah. you, you don't see the bigger picture, which is this is not acceptable. Like it's not accepted, not that it's not mm-hmm. acceptable, but it's not accepted here and, and you are going to go down um, the wrong way. So also that awareness of, of where you are, whereas Huey in a way is like, no, I can do this. I'm, the radio is going to make it better. Yeah. Um, more than just that. So there's that stuff he's that a, I was like, he's I'm a good brother. connected with, I guess. Give him that. Absolutely. He has good intentions the whole way through, even even if the, the things he's saying is like, ah, oh, well, poo-poo to your relationship because it doesn't serve uh, well for the community. Or f- well for her, I guess, is his intention. Well, it's just trying to show the different perspective of like... But, um, yeah, he's a good guy. I want a brother like that. Well, while we're talking about Del Rey, we should probably decide who might play, play? him. Yeah. So let's play some music and then cast the show with our Dreamcast. Alrighty, guys. Who would we like to see if we were putting on Memphis the Musical? I'm going to jump straight up and say um, Cynthia Albero for um, Felicia. Cynthia Albero. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Purple. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she's awesome, and why not give her a crack at a role that I think is awesome? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she's done. She's in. And if she needs an understudy, do we have any other ideas? Julie's thinking. Eleanor Rockabara is an Australian um, performer. Who's sorry? That's, that's uh, who's awesome. So she'd also because it's such a great role. So yeah. anyone you know would kill it. Well, not anyone would kill it. It's hard to kill, but yeah. it'd be great to see anyone have that opportunity to just crack on in. Yeah, the songs are amazing. It's so good. I had maybe um, Danae Benton who. Um, took over for Eliza in Hamilton, also very good. Um, or Devine Joy Randolph, who was in Go- A Ghost. Um, and I just, I kind of like it because she doesn't look like um, who you would typically cast in that role. And I think she would be just a powerhouse. Um, for Huey, <laughs> I put Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I would. We already know he can't sing. He can sing. He can. I think he'd play the role really well. Okay. Who would you put as Huey? I mean, it might seem a little ridiculous. We're not putting Zac Efron in as Huey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and as much as I'm like always for Zac to play anything ever, I just, I can't <laughs> see him playing this role. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe is fine. <laughs> No problem with that. <laughs> I just think he has more of that um, uh, nerd vibe. Awkward. Is what you're going for. Yeah, clumsy vibe. I mean. Yeah, it's a weird thing about that role because Huey's like, he's not the, he isn't the Zac Efron. He's not like the gorgeous, lovable. No. Well, yeah, 
he's lovable, I guess, in one way, but he's also a bit uh, of a who weirdo. Played? In that case, he's a little bit of a weirdo. Um, I also have um, in the role of um, Del Rey, and Zane might be able to help me with this. Um, it's the guy who played Hercules Malik in Hamilton. Oak is his nickname. And I'm going to go with Oak because we've tried to pronounce his name on this show before and I don't want to do it a disservice. Um, And I really want to keep James Monroe Englehart as Bobby because I think he is absolute perfection. I don't know why he didn't play the genie in Aladdin the movie. I just I didn't know it was him when I first started watching it. And then I was like, this guy's so familiar. Yeah. I love him. I love Um, him so much. I do have a suggestion, a serious suggestion that is not Zac Efron. Although if he wants to, he can. Um, for Huey is Christopher Fitzgerald. I don't know who that is. He mm. was the original Ogie in Waitress. Oh, yeah. yeah. Slash anyone who's played yeah. Ogie will probably work. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Okay, guys, I just found out that Jack McBrayer was due to play Ogie. Yes, and he was. Mind blown. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I also had um, Callum Francis as Gator, another Australian who was in Kinky Boots. That's Lola. Yeah. Um, I like that. Laurie Metcalf as Mama, just because I think she'd be great opposite Daniel Radcliffe. And Jeff Daniels as Mr. Simmons. Yes. Yeah. Good on Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff mm. Daniels. I just think he would just I – would, I would see Jeff Daniels in anything, let's be honest. I'd pay anything to see him in anything. Um, but any other suggestions? <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening. Jeff Daniels eats breakfast. <laughs> I would pay money to see <laughs> Jeff Daniels eat breakfast. Oh um, dear. Do we have any other casting suggestions? No, I was worried about this. I don't I I'm, I suck at this because <laughs> I don't know enough people what they do. I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's amazing. Very fair. I did Google a lot. I could also go for a geriatric casting of this show. Yeah, but you could go for a geriatric. It's either geriatric or Muppets with anything that you've Do you want to do- No, Muppets no. is bad. <laughs> No, we don't. We don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, who would you cast then, Julie? Well, who do you think as Felicity? As Felicia? Oh, that's who I mean. Um, as a geriatric cast? I mean, compared to the cast. Are you putting Audra McDonald in as your geriatric cast? <laughs> I mean, compared to. Okay, fine. What she should She's be playing. She's slightly older. Audra is 50 years old. Yes. Technically, she would be having a geriatric pregnancy if she was pregnant. Sorry, Audra. We don't mean to be rude. You're fabulous and wonderful and you could sing the pants off this role. And then Norm Lewis as her brother. Okay. Yeah. See? It's not bad casting. Okay. Just older casting. Mm. Okay. Sure. That's so fair. Um, and before we get any further into this Dreamcast, let's play some music and jump to top five lists. I'm going to say top five musicals with a modern 1950s flair. There's been a couple. You've got your Jersey Boys and there was something else on my list, but I forgot to write it down. Hairspray. Hairspray. Catch Me If You Can. Those kinds Grease? Of is Grease going on there? Grease is not going on any lists. <laughs> Let's be real. It's dead now. We deleted it. It's been deleted. It, it no longer exists. I don't know what show you're talking about. What? What is that about? I am, I am, I'm definitely, it might not be top five, but it's definitely on the top personal favourites for Mm -hmm. me now. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. Yeah. It's, maybe we're going to have to extend that to a top 20. Um, But yeah. That is up there with the likes of Jersey Boys, Dog Fight. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Wow. 
I'd watch it again and again and again and again. I might watch the second half at some point. You should watch the second half. It's been great. Actually, I'm going to have to watch the YouTube clip now. It's just... Yeah, it's do a it. two-hour something clip. Yeah. It's a two-hour clip yeah. and it's well worth it. Um, <laughs> well Thank you, Interwebs. It. Yeah, hopefully it's still there. Um, they're doing good. Any other top fives for Memphis? Top five musicals with an American... What do I say? Is it a city? Memphis is a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, American Memphis City in their title. Okay. Oh, Meet me in, Meet me in St. St. Louis. The 25th annual... Putnam County spelling bee. County. Uh, Oklahoma's a state, so that one's out. <laughs> I mean, sure. Let's let's put it on there. Yeah, done. Look at me go. Amazing. Is that? Is, is about like too far? Like the top five musicals that um, talk about race. Ah, put it. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, hairspray would kind of. Uh, no, hairspray. Really I guess. Ragtime. Huh. Color purple. Color purple. Scottsboro Boys. Uh parade. I mean, yeah. it's a big list. It is a big list, but I guess it depends on how we're looking at. In know, terms of the conversation, in I terms put, of the conversation, I would yeah. put Memphis before Hairspray. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got sirens. I don't know if you can hear that in the background, podcast listeners, but that's why we are totally all gone silent at one time. Um, any other top fives, guys? Not for me. Not for you. Any for you, Tim? Uh, no, because I didn't think enough about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, it's in the top five musicals I love. So it's good. a great list to be on. <laughs> it's absolutely all the listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I know that we are in a, a weird time of, of relatively no theatre, but is there anything that you are doing at the moment that you'd like to plug, Tim? Um, no, I'm just bringing up two little beautiful girls at the moment, which is the best. So I get to be home hanging out with them. Yeah. Which is a shame. It's also awesome that I get to hang out with my family. Yeah, it's super awesome. And who knows what the next few months will bring. So when we check back into you next time, I'm sure you'll have a plethora of things. He will have written a musical specifically for his daughters. Oh, we're putting a lot of pressure on you there, Tim. I did make up a lot of songs for them, so yeah. Compile them, make them into a jukebox musical. (laughs) Well, guys, you heard it here first. Um, Just you wait. Stay tuned for the musical by Tim Dashwood. Um, But if you would like to know more about us, you can check out Instagram or Twitter at Musicals Teach Me or on Facebook at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. You can send us an email if you want at Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to join the team of wonderful, amazing people who are, uh, who are sponsoring this podcast through patreon.com, you can go to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know and starting at just one American dollar a month you will get exclusive access to a bunch of content that isn't on our normal channels or your podcatchers so please um, if you can and if you want to definitely head on over and check that out and don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice unless you're listening to Spotify just leave us on repeat yep. and repeat and repeat go and, to sleep listening to us it works you, know, you never know what might happen Julie as always it's been an absolute pleasure has it well thank you Tim thank you so much for coming on the show thanks mate. Tim thanks Kerry thanks Julie you're the best you're the best come back anytime we will see you next week guys um, bye, bye.
Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, uh, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Bess. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.